Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at GBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Wednesday the 18th of August. We have the minutes of the last US Federal Reserve meeting due today, and this is likely to raise excitement to a fever pitch amongst economists. The Federal Reserve is moving towards a scaling back of its bond-buying programme, joining the other Anglo-Saxon central banks of the world in recognising the economic bounce-back means that economic activity no longer requires the level of liquidity that it once did. The question is how quickly this process takes place. Fed President Rosengren was positively frothing at the mouth with impatience to stop buying bonds, calling for the purchase programme to scale back in the next few months. Although it should be noted that Rosengren is not a voting member of the FOMC, and as a general rule, the regional Fed presidents are more impatient to scale back bond buying than the Fed governors. The most likely timetable remains a theoretical outline of scaling back at the Jackson Hole summer camp next week, a decision to scale back being taken in the fourth quarter, and action to scale back being taken in the fourth quarter or the first quarter of next year. All this casual talk of liquidity being reduced in the economy comes, of course, as US retail sales disappointed yesterday. The data was messy, as was expected. The fundamental story of a switch to spending on having fun still holds very definitely. Spending on boring items was weaker. Spending on items that passed the Instagram test for having fun continued to improve. However, this data is part of the reason that the Fed should consider scaling back its bond buying. The Fed's liquidity injections were needed last year because consumer savings levels soared. Savings are held as cash, generally, and so the Fed has to supply that cash. What has happened this year is that the cash has been spent. Yesterday's data, indeed, is suggesting that the stockpiles of savings have been put to work in the economy and US consumers are gradually returning to living within their incomes, or sort of. US consumers normally live a little outside of their incomes thanks to credit cards. If savings are no longer being stockpiled, the Fed does not need to provide so much liquidity. The UK inflation data for July showed consumer prices falling by more than expected in terms of inflation. Some of this inflation is due to seasonal adjustment peculiarities. The traditional summer sales in June did not take place, and that pushed up June figures. There are normally fewer summer sales in July, so the absence of price discounting this year is less important to the July inflation numbers. Yesterday, US inventory data came out showing a modest rise in inventory levels. The important issue here is that globally, inventory is tending to rise towards the start of supply chains, but it's been slower to rise at a retail level. This suggests that we don't have a global supply-demand imbalance, but rather shortages of specific items with plentiful supply of other items. The reason that this pattern matters is that when there are very specific shortages in complex supply chains, there is a risk of pent-up supply. Goods are sitting ready to go, just waiting for the arrival of that one missing piece. Pent-up supply may produce a supply surge for some products in the coming months, which could start to exert a disinflation force, if not across the broad price index, but certainly for specific prices. 
That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer. 